Welcome along to The Loftcast. I'm Andy Watkins from the club's media team, filling in this week for Paul Morrissey, and I'm joined today by club ambassador Andy Simpson and my media colleague Dom Trimboli. After a busy couple of weeks, we'll be looking back at the festive period and the big back-to-back wins over Cardiff and Swansea to start the new year. We'll be getting Mr Sinton's verdict on all the talking points and all of the goals from those two, as well as looking ahead to the small matter of Brentford this weekend. We'll also hear from a man who was impressed in his first season so far in W12, Dominic Ball. It's all right here on The Loftcast. Well, since... After a frustrating Christmas, I'm thinking Charlton, Reading and Hull, what a start to the new year. You're right, uh, what a start to the new year. Um, unbelievable. Uh, two excellent performances, uh, obviously two excellent results, uh, 11 goals, you know, really, really good. You mentioned the frustration over Christmas. Um, I actually felt we didn't get what our performances Warranted. I hate the word deserved because ultimately you, you you deserve to get what you get. That's my sort of view. Um, but I think if you look at the Charlton game, we quite easily could have and should have won that game. You go to Reading, uh, nothing in the game. Uh, in the last 20 minutes, we really pepper them and a little bit of misfortune. Keeper makes a worldie, even though he knows nothing about it. So we should have got something there. Uh, and also against Hull, I felt we should have some, got something from, from that game as well. So they're the fine margin. So you go in to the new year, a little bit deflated really, a little bit frustrated, um, but you're right, back to New Year's Day and past that, what a, what a start. And given, as you said, you know, having, having had that Christmas where we're all thinking, you know, ifs and what buts and, you know, we should have had more points, etc. And then with the games coming thick and fast and then going into Cardiff, you know, on the back of all those. And I remember, you know, when the, the team was announced and there were a few eyebrows raised shall we say with with the, the team selection and um you know 90 minutes later we've come away with our biggest win for for 20 years um i mean i don't know quite know where to start but i think you know the the tone was set in that that first half that was an incredible uh, an incredible start of the game you know uh, and you're right um you know i'm sure a lot of people looked at the um the start 11 jeff was going to be playing as a right back and by the way did brilliant in that yeah. game uh yeah. You know, uh, Mark had left Ryan Manning out, who's played every game, and brought Lee Wallace in. Um, so, you know, there's always going to be... That's the beauty of football. There's always opinions. But the, the man in the know and the man who's paid to make the decisions got it absolutely spot on against Cardiff. We were, we were sensational right across the pitch. The way we started the game, some of our attack and play, uh, being a former attack and player myself, you know, was, uh, was a joy to watch, you know, the way we... We moved the ball, the pace we attacked with, the creativity, the chances we created. And most importantly, um, and I think it's, it's only right to highlight, we took our chances. Just mentioned three games over Christmas where we didn't take our chances. You take your chances, because I would hazard a guess, and I'm not into stats and I haven't been given any stats, we probably created as many chances against Charlton as what we did against Cardiff. Didn't take them. Um, and the rest is history, as they say. So, um, no, the, the performance against uh, Cardiff was 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 a joy to watch, and I'm thinking back to the the home game against Luton early in the season, and that that sort of first half an hour we just completely blew them away. And I would still say that probably you know, that was probably the best half an hour I've seen us play this season. And I guess the difference with with Cardiff was three 0 up at half time, and I think perhaps given our you know 
the sort of the, the, the lack of clean sheets this season and the vulnerability, shall we say, that we've had at the back that even at 3 0, you know, we were thinking, you know, if, if Cardiff get one back then this could you know, there's still a game here. And I think the fact that we perhaps got the fourth early in the second half and, you know, some teams could have taken their their foot off, but we just kept going for it and ended up, you know, with six goals at home. Well, you're right. You know, you, you make a really good point. And I've played in games at half-time, 3-0, effectively, the game should be over. But it's not. And the next goal is key, uh, or crucial, because at 3-0, if they score it, let's say they scored in the 47th minute, yeah. suddenly you've got a little bit of a, a shift in momentum, game changes. By us coming out the second half and getting on the front foot again and scoring early uh, with Naki's header, um, really did, in my opinion, put the game to bed. But rather than take your foot off the gas and take the 4-0, I think we really, really went for it. Um, and it could have been more. And barring the fact we played the last 10 or 12 minutes with 10 men, uh, when Tony unfortunately had to go off through his injury as a precaution, um, I think that was the only time in the game where Cardiff were enabled, were enabled to enjoy a bit of possession. Um, as I say, we were we were outstanding, delighted delighted for the players. Some of our attack and play was was brilliant. Bright Ossie Samuel, you know, with his pace and goals, and we're we're seeing that now as a wide player again. Myself, um, you know, I look at him and I've I've said on this platform before, and I've said to many people, you know, Bright can start at an end product in terms of final delivery, final cross, and goals to his game. Married together with what he's got, you know, that explosive pace, that strength, that ability to scare defenders to death, if you like. Um, you suddenly start to see a very, very good wide player. So he was excellent. You know, we, we, we talk about Ebere and his skills and creativity. Illy's chair on the day was 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 outstanding. And delighted for Naki, you know, because he had gone through a little bit of a, a, a lean spell. And your last strikers, and they'll say... Now we're not that bothered because we know it's coming, but you just want to keep scoring yeah. goals and to and to get a hat trick. I thought he's he's all round performance. I said on commentary, uh, I say it again. He's all round performance that day was superb. His link of play, the way he brought people into the game, his defensive work rate from the front of chasing down people, allied to that with his goals and a, a wonderful assist for Bright as well. Top top draw performance. And Dom, you're on the. Uh the sideline, shall we say, trying to uh, keep up with, with all the goals on, on camera. Have you seen a, um, a better performance this season? I don't think so. Um, I suppose, yeah, you could look at the goals and some of the attacking play, but I think, like you touched on earlier, it was uh, probably our most complete performance of the season. Um, from start to finish, I think we were in complete control, and even though Cardiff did dip that goal, um, I think, yeah, there was never any stage where we thought um, hang on, Cardiff are coming back into this one. So I think in terms of that, um, it definitely was our, our, our best performance of the season. I think we probably played arguably as good um, in patches in different games, but yeah. I guess the fact is that we haven't been able to string together that complete 90-minute performance. Um, so I think, yeah, that, that game against Cardiff was definitely the, the closest we've come to that. Um, and yeah, I think if we can start to maybe not replicate that, but definitely try to um, mirror that for large stages of, uh, of games, more often than not, you're going to come away with a result. So um, as we you know, as we saw um, in a few days' time against Swansea, that sort of um, repeated itself. So I think yeah, I think that's probably something 
that uh, Mark Warburton in the, in the dressing room are looking to to bring into the second half of the season that um, you know keeping control of the game, not leading opponents back in, stopping on the throat. Yeah. I guess when the uh, when the opponent's down. So that no, was great to see, all in all. And as you say, having dispatched six past Cardiff, we then welcomed Swansea a few days later, and you know we made six changes. Swansea made plenty of changes as well, um, and. Give it, you know, despite the, the big win over Cardiff, I think it's fair to say people weren't too sure what to expect from, from that one, as I, as I think it's fair to say in most of the FA Cup games with, with teams making a lot of changes. So having done what we did against Cardiff, to then back that up with the, um, the result and another you know, fantastic performance against Swansea, I mean, it was another joy to watch since. It was another wonderful performance, great result. I always felt, <clears throat> it's just my personal opinion, I always felt the Swansea game was was going to be a big game for many reasons. Yet we've just come off the back of a wonderful performance against Cardiff, <laughs> a wonderful result, six goals. Mark again, we knew he was going to make changes. There was a few niggles and uh, squad rotation, etc. But let's face it, before the Cardiff game, we weren't on a great run. I think we had one, two from 13. So you get the brilliant victory against Cardiff. Um, you get everyone wax lyrical about how it's gone, the goals, the performances. But I was really keen, or hoping, that we would be able to follow that up with a similar sort of performance and a similar result. Now, when I say a similar result, I don't mean we, we win six again, but we, we, nearly. we, we, we nearly did. What I, what I wanted was for us to build on the Cardiff game, yeah. to almost get some momentum going throughout the squad. Six changes and credit to Mark again, called it brilliantly. The players who come in, um, I thought, showed the strength that the, 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 the strength and depth the squad has and some really, really good performance in, in Swansea. As I say, um, they've got this philosophy that they've had running through the club for many a year that they, they like to play and they want to play out from the back. We simply just didn't allow them and they could not cope. They couldn't get out of their, their own half um, in the first half in particular. We scored some great goals again. You know, the first goal, delighted for Jordan Hugel because he'll have sat on New Year's Day and he'll have seen He's striking, making yeah. a hat-trick, and he has seen chances being created. And barring the last 25 minutes, when he, when he came on against Cardiff, um, where he was probably licking his lips and thinking, you know what, there's a, there's a chance for me to get another goal or two. Then we had to go down to 10 men and nullify what Jordan could, could do. So delighted for him that he came in against uh, Swansea and got back in the goals. You know, the first goal is a wonderful strike. Todd Kane does great, good cross, but he's still got a, loads to do on it. Um, you know, his chest control and the, the technique he shows for his first goal. Um, wonderful. Then you get bright, you know, um, Jake Bidwell um, didn't cover himself in glory with that goal, you know, looked a bit uneasy from the start, Jake, uh, playing as a centre-back. Bright, you know, his persistence, his, um, his harrying skills forced the error. And I'm a great believer in sport, you know, famous goals. A golfer once said, you know, the harder you work, the luckier you get and the bright work he socks off and yeah. gets his goal you know and uh, then 3-0 Jordan again you know it looks a, a fairly simple goal but don't take anything away from the ball in from Ilya's chair uh, it's a wonderful ball comes in with pace and so hard to defend and Jordan slides in to make it 3-0 before half time so again you're, you're thinking come on boys what can this be so um, second half they get a they get a goal back but other than five or six minutes, we kicked on again, you know, and uh, 
don't know if we're going to come to it, but we've seen two in that second half against Swansea. We saw two of the finest goals that we've seen at uh, Kyan Prince's uh, Foundation Stadium for for many a year. You know, Lee Wallace, who I thought was brilliant on the day, by the way. You know, I think he showed. He was made captain by Mark. Mark knows all about him, you know, but I, I think he showed what a top, top player he is, you know, with his, with his, with his performance capped off by that remarkable goal, you know, where comes to him on the edge of the box, chest control again, and it drops on his right foot. Now, I don't know Lee particularly well, <laughs> and I haven't seen him play loads and loads of times, but I don't think he'll ever hit a better strike with his weaker foot than, than that one. You know, and I, I think that was a key goal because that pretty much put the game yeah, to bed again. Yeah. Then we're, we're privy to, to watch another wonder strike from Josh Scone, who again, on the day, I thought was brilliant. Um, you know, he's all around game, what he's in the side for, but to cap it off with that type of strike, you know, it's a difficult skill, um, stunning strike. And Dom, you were, <clears throat> again, on the, on the sidelines trying to, trying to capture all the goals, and we've seen, thanks to you on, the, on our social media channels, mm. a nice angle of, of Josh's goal. Um, I mean, you're used to filming probably Naki Wells and Jordan Hugel scoring the goals, and then you're probably not expecting Josh going when he, he chests that down, but it was uh, some strike. Yeah, no, truth be told, I, I sort of missed uh, Lee Wallace's goal as well. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to, to hit it like that, so I only sort of got uh, the ball going going into the net, but uh, yeah, with Josh's goals, um, it was, uh, he actually sort of started the move as well, um, sort of fed it out to Todd Kane and then made the run in behind, but. Um, yeah, amazing strike and uh, obviously had a, a great angle for it. Um, but yeah, I think when confidence is high, those are the types of, of things you, you try and, um, yeah, when, when, when things are all going well, yeah. I guess, yeah. I guess uh, things click like that. So it's sort of a sign um, of how, we, how we've been performing in the last couple of days that um, you know, our players are attempting those kind of things. Um, and as, as since since the hardy work that lucky you get so um, yeah they're sort of you know one in a million sort of, of goals but they don't sort of come out of of pure luck there's always an element of um, you know uh, hard work and technique and intention there so no great to see and hopefully we see uh, some more come Saturday hopefully and just to, just to go back to, to Lee Wallace obviously the the goal aside the, the performance and the role he plays in the, the team wearing the, the captain's armband um, against Swansea and fans will have will have hopefully seen the the interview that um, he did post match, um, which again you know sort of oozes kind of class and experience. And within that, he he alluded to um, to Connor Masterson who made his debut. What did you what did you make of Connor's? Uh, delighted for Connor, you know, young lad, highly highly rated. Uh promising career to date, you know, with where he's been and, you know, you don't get to be on the bench at Liverpool in a Champions League game if you, Jurgen Klopp just won't hand out that yeah. place, you know, you, you, you have to have earned that. But, you know, it's an example of a, a young player who probably has to take a step backwards to take his career forward. And I say take a step backward because dropping down a level um, uh, from Liverpool to come to us. And he's still developing, he's still learning, he's still um, got stuff to do, he'll know that, the coaching staff will know that. But I think, you know, he's um, had to be patient. I thought his performance was excellent, he looked assured, you know, he's good on the ball, looked composed, distribution was good. But what I liked as well, I was like, uh, yeah, you know, he 
that desire to go and head it when it needed to be headed. And what I liked at one stage as well, and you know, it's not for the purists, we were playing a little bit at the back and that was one pass put him in a little bit of trouble. He just shelled it. He just made a really, really good decision and thought, you know what, I'm in a little bit of trouble here. I'm not going to get caught. Yeah. And he just sent it up the field and it takes your team up. And I think that's, that's good game awareness. In an ideal world, you want them to play. And Mark would want them to play. But that individual recognition that, you know what, I'm in a bit of bother here, so I'm not going to get caught. I think spoke volumes. So I was, I was delighted for him. You know, he's a, he's a cracking young lad. And uh, that performance would have done him no harm at all. And just a word too on uh, on his defensive partner that day, Jeff Cameron, who we have to say congratulations, who had a, a baby boy over Christmas. He came back in Cardiff at, at right back, which, you know, again, a few eyebrows raised and was magnificent. And then he, he's there centre back against, um, sorry, alongside Connor. And two, you know, brilliant performances from Jeff in completely different positions to what we usually see him in. Yeah, two top performances from Jeff, you know. Um, and I think that's really key for a player like Jeff, you know, vastly experienced, good in the dressing room, good leader. Um, but Mark knows he can play two, three, four positions if need be, you know, um, and that's vital in a squad sort of situation. I thought he was he was excellent as a right back against Cardiff. Um, he's played centre back many, many times before. But uh, no, delighted for Jeff, and uh, I'll say he's just gone through a, a wonderful occasion over Christmas, you know, with the birth of his son. That'll change his life. <laughs> but in those two performances, there's certainly, um, certainly no giveaways that he's having any lack of sleep or anything yeah. like that, that uh, a child throws up. But uh, no, I'll say it on behalf of everyone at the club and our fans, you know, congratulations to Jeff, not only on the birth of his son, uh, but obviously on the last few performances and uh, hopefully we can keep it going. And another man who played both games was, was Dominic Ball. Just before we speak to him, how impressed or what have you made of his first season at the club so far? I've been really impressed with Dom. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's a player who I'm sure when we signed him, a lot of people thought, what's he going to bring? You know, didn't play many games for Rotherham, had to go up north on loan and didn't feature. So there's this... Um, Sometimes that's an opinion formed before you yeah. have got to write a form an opinion, if you like, by many people. Uh, you know, but I think since he's come in, again, um, great lad, works tirelessly. Uh, I think he's developing all the time. With credit to Mark, Mark knew him uh, over a number of years, could see what he could offer the, the group. And I think for any manager, a player that can play in two, three, four positions is vital. Again, I don't know Dom. I've, I've, I've been to a couple of events with him, and he's a he's a really likable lag. But I would say, looking at him and the way he performs, he's probably low maintenance for a manager. I think he's happy to, to be here and play, and wants to improve and want to get better. And he's he's been I think he's been excellent. You know, middle of the park. Um, what I like about Dom, he he doesn't overcomplicate his game. He understands probably he's in the side for a specific role and is happy to play that role. And in any good side, you need someone who does the unselfish bit, the unnoticed bit, the, um, the bit that goes unseen a lot of the time. But you ask players who play with players like that, they really value the role because the, his role will probably allow the likes of Ilias Chir, Iberia, Bright Osei, Samuel, yeah. the two strikers 
to go and play and uh, the protection he's given the back four in recent games really really good and as I say I think he's getting better and better all the time so uh, it's been a big plus Dominic Ball Brilliant Well without further ado let's speak to the man himself to see how much he's enjoying life at QPR Well Dom thanks for joining us and happy new year and I imagine it's a a happy one right now after the the last couple of results (laughs) Yes, definitely. I think you know the last three performances uh, have been brilliant. It's been a great start to the season. You know we've got our rewards against uh, Cardiff and Swansea. And given the, you know, we, we've talked about it already about the, the Christmas period and how frustrating that was. You know the, the late goals and dropping points that we we felt that we we deserved more from. Um, the manager after Cardiff and Swansea said, you know, those results, those <coughs> scorelines have been have been coming. Is that something that you felt as well that? you know, after we're frustrating results so things were going to turn around? Yeah, no, definitely. You know, as a group of group of players, we spoke about it after the game. We come in and it's so frustrating when you've played well and you've not got the results or the rewards. Um, and those two games against Swansea and Cardiff were coming. You know, we put, we put our, our chances away against Charlton, Reading, Hull. We win the game, but when you know other teams have a little sniff, they've got a chance. It's only one nil. They still have that belief, um, and I think against Cardiff and Swansea, we took that belief away completely, and, and well annihilated uh, in them games. So I think we've been sort of waiting for them games to come, but we took responsibility ourselves and said, you know what, let's go and take our chances, let's dominate the game, let's keep possession here, and that's what happens. You're going to get a six-one and a five-one result. <laughs> Does that make it sweeter for a player? You know, in the dressing room, does that make it, you know, you come, all, come away from the Cardiff game and the Swansea game and go, you know what, really deserved that, really played well today. Uh, the Christmas period performances, were, I felt they were decent and we didn't get what we yeah. should have got. But uh, does that make it better for the players when you, when you walk off and uh, you feel like you put in a, a real shift and got the rewards that you needed? Yeah, I think, you know, you're, you're walking around, you know, clapping the fans after and you can see they're all staying there, showing their support and, and they like to see it as well. You know, we're 4-0 up, we're 4-0 up after 50 minutes against, against Cardiff and the fans are absolutely loving it and we're loving it. You know, we want to be playing in that type of football, enjoying it, moving the ball quick, creating chances and scoring. And I think, you know, even the whole game, that could have been 4-5-1. Four, four, but it is. It, it does make it a lot sweeter. It's not, you know. I think when everyone else looks at, it, you know, the feedback you get from everyone else is, oh wow, Jesus, that's an absolute battering, wasn't it? How was that game? Must have enjoyed that. And and they're right, you know. I just replied, yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> really fun, actually, yeah. And we made, incredibly, we made six changes from the the Cardiff game to the Swansea game, but the result, nearly enough, was exactly the same. Does that? What does that say in terms of the squad, that the sort of the strength that we've got, that players can come in and out, and it doesn't affect at all the style of play? I think you could even say, you know, in the Swansea game, there's players that that hadn't played as much. You know, Connor comes in uh, to make his debut, and a few of the yeah, it does really well. And it just shows you that's <clears throat> sometimes for the younger lads, just watching it in training, watching the games, you know, against Cardiff. What what were we doing so well? And they come in and they, and they do brilliant. Um, I think you know trying not to change something that is, you know, looking at what we did well against Cardiff and what we did actually, Charlton, Reading, uh, Charlton, Reading, Hull, Hull. there were so many elements of good play in there, but we didn't get the rewards and and Cardiff and Swansea, 
that, that all comes together. Everything, I think everyone said, you know, it felt like it really clicked. And people could say, you know, maybe it's taken us half a season to get there, but we are a new team and, that's, and it does take time. Coming into that, you know, you've, you've, you've just mentioned a new team. You're one of the new players at the club. Came in the summer, settled in really well. Uh, how are you enjoying it? Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, you know, I was a bit unlucky. I said it a few times. I was unlucky at the start of the season. I had a really good pre-season. I probably settled in the crickets I have at a club in terms of, the, you know, just the players in the squad and, and finding out what, what the staff and the manager wanted me to do. Um, and it was a bit, you know, it was, it was tough to take not playing that first game of the season, but the lads go and do well and I get my chance. And I think, it, you know, I, I, st I, still am, I still am learning. I'm still learning and, I, of course, I would have loved to play. I, everyone wants to play every single game, but, you know, there's, there are other players. There are other players in the team, and they've done their they've done their roles. They've done their responsibilities. Um, I'm desperate to play every game, and I think you know, just learning, just look, watching other teams, watching the players in our team. I think I've come in the last few games have really picked up my level of performances, which I need to maintain now. And you talked about you know the start of the season being in and out of the team. We've seen sort of different variations in that sort of holding midfield with beat yourself, Josh. Luke Amos, Jeff Cameron, mm -hmm. Matt Smith, you know, we're, we're really strong in that position. Is that a sort of a, a healthy competition? Are you all sort of driving each other on to, you know, in that position? Yeah, no, definitely. You know, I think we all offer, we all offer different things. And uh, for a manager, he needs to pick who's right for the next game. Also, as a young player, you're like, hold on a sec, it's me every time. <laughs> but you understand, you know, there are different games that are required for, with, for different players. And... I've probably always always suffered with, with not really having that patience, um, you know, knocking on the door. Why am I not playing? Why am I not playing? Um, but there is a healthy. There definitely is a a respect between every player to say, you, you know, what maybe maybe you are right for this game. I've got to sit back. I can't, you know. This is a squad, and the manager always talks about it. This is a squad, and if we're gonna if we're gonna succeed as a squad. There needs to be that respect and sort of that you know that faith in the manager. You know he picks a team and he decides who's right for the game. Mentioned the manager a couple of times there. I know you've worked with him in the past. What's he like to work with, putting you on the spot here? No, he's brilliant. You know, it's always nice, I think, in football, you know, coming to a club where the manager has... Belief in you. It has belief in you. Yeah. You know, there's that faith that, you know, even if you're out of the team, you will get a chance to come back in and trying to develop you, improve you. Um, he knows what I'm having having been my manager two times before, yeah. he knows what I'm good at, he knows what I'm, I'm not so good at. So those little talks after training like, this is what you've got to do in this game, or you know, let's improve this, or keep doing that, that helps massively. Um, I've, I've maybe not had that at other clubs. So it's been one of the biggest things for me coming back here was, you know what, I'm going to improve here, I'm going to develop, this is the right place for me, this is the stage that I need to be at. And the manager being here, you know, helped that. And we've, I mean, we've talked about the defensive side of things. I think I'm right in saying against Swansea, we saw you and, and Ilias lining up a, a free kick about 20, 20 25 yards <laughs> out. Um, is that something that perhaps, yeah. perhaps you've got up, up your locker? Yeah, well, I used to take, I, I did used to take free kicks. The reason I, uh, you know, let Ilias take it in the end was because he practiced it. He had practiced it. I felt like if I was out there every single day doing them, and they were good, then I, could, I had, have the right you know, to say, you know what, I'll take it. He's an attacking player, he needs to score. He probably, 
he probably assists and goals are more important for him. However, yeah. I think you know everyone's joking about it at the moment. I'm desperate to score. <laughs> I am desperate to score, and you know I've taken I've taken free kicks before. If I you know I look to I look to practice them a lot more, and in that I hope I get the chance to take one. Um, well, we've only scored you know we've only scored one this season, so maybe maybe there is a, a space for me there. We'll see. What do you see as, uh, I'm jumping back a little bit, you mentioned about you're desperate to score, but if I was to say, Dom, what's your, what's your role in the team? What do, you, what do you think the manager wants from you? Because um, as I said, I said it before, I've been really, really impressed. And I'm not just saying that because you're sitting alongside me, you know, but what's your rule, uh, role in the middle of the part? Is it the, is it the mop up and keep things neat and tidy? Or do you want to be a little bit more expensive? But as I say, what's... Uh, well, I don't, think, I don't think it's, you know, he's put me in the team to score. I think that's... That's one thing for certain he's not doing. Um, the way I see it is, is, you know, that 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 controller role, that number four in there, so is is the link. He's the link between the defence and you know the attacking players. With the, the well, quality. Come in there. I think I said after the Cardiff game, Andy. Um, you know, the front four of Bright, Abere, Ilias, and Naki will get all the plaudits, yeah. and quite rightly so. Uh, but behind that, you've got Dom and Luke Amos on the day, and you've got a back four who's nice and solid. That gives the guys up there, that get all the glory, Yeah, yeah that gives yeah. them the platform to go and play. So, um, it's uh, well, and your, that, and that is, is really important. Yeah, in a way, that is my role. And it, there is a lot more to it than just, you know, standing there and mopping up play. You have to be in the right position. Yeah. And that's on the ball, that's on the ball as well. Uh, I've got, a, you know, I've got to sprint from side to side to make sure that I can give the fullbacks an angle so I can turn, and then I can feed Brighty, Ebbs, Ilias, you know, Luke, Naki, Jordan. It, 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 it is a lot of work. It is a lot of work. I've got to do. You know, there's a lot of running involved. And a lot, the two a lot sides of thinking. Of the game, isn't it? That's with yeah. the ball and without the ball. Exactly. What are you doing for the team with the ball? What are you doing for the team without the ball? And, and as simple as I think, with with the ball, I'm the connection between our defence, you know, our keeper, and our our, our stylish players, uh, trying to get them the ball. You know, I think they'd rather have it on their to their feet than sometimes up, you know, by the shoulder, by the head. So that's that's what I do on the ball. I think off the ball, I do win the ball back to maintain. Uh, I'm just talking about you, mate. <laughs> um, I th yeah, I think off the ball, it's winning the ball back to give it back to him again. So, yeah. And you're probably fed up of, you know, I'm sure the manager's been asked countless times about clean sheets and the lack of clean sheets so far this season. And I guess, you know, if you look at the, you know, Jordan and Cohen scoring all those goals and it's no secret that obviously defensively that's something that I'm sure that you guys are desperate to, to improve on. Yeah, I think, I think it definitely has got better. It has got better, you know, we went for the two clean sheets at Preston and Birmingham. We probably should have got the two clean sheets at Cardiff and, and Swansea. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, the way we play, you know, you've got to score five and six. The way we play, if we go and score five and six goals, there might be a chance where maybe we have too many players forward because we are quite an attacking yeah. team. We have got those sort of players and you, you can maybe sacrifice some of them and you go to having what, 10 defenders on the pitch. But I, I don't think as a group of players or fans or anyone watching wants to see that. Yeah. You know, it's just getting the balance, isn't it? It's getting yep. the balance and um, yeah, probably cutting out the individual errors, you know, because I haven't seen many teams, again, this is my opinion, 
I haven't seen too many teams and too many goals where we've really been carved open. You see the wonder strike at Reading uh, from John Swift, so sometimes you just have to go, okay, yep. we take that. But you know, if we just cut out the silly goals, who knows where we could yeah. be or who knows where we can get to. No. So I suppose that's as a group of players, that's what you're looking at as well, demanding yeah. from each other. No, exactly. I think it is, there has been obviously, you know, there's individual errors. Everyone's going to make them. I think at the, in the, at the fence, in the defence, you make a mistake, they score a goal. But yet the midfielders, the attacking players have still made mistakes, missed chances. Yeah. It's the same thing because then we, they come back and score and we concede. So we all know that and I think, you know, we put a lot, we, we do demand from each other, we put a lot of pressure on each other and say like, come on guys, like, that's why it's been so frustrating. You come in the changing room, like, we've actually just dominated a game and we've yeah. lost 1-0, we've lost 2-1. How is that possible? Yeah. Um, and like we said, it's clicked recently. We, we said it's clicked and, and along may that continue. Yeah. And we might not have seen you score yet, but I'm looking back at the, the Cardiff and the Swansea goals and the, the celebrations. And if there's one man who's at the front of every <laughs> celebration, it's you. So you certainly enjoy yeah, if well you're not scoring score, yourself. Yeah, no, it's, there's nothing better. You know, you go two or three nil up and you know, you've got your family and your friends are all up. We, we all seem to be celebrating in the same corner. <laughs> so it's nice to go over uh, and show that passion. Um, of course, I would love, I'd love for it to be me. Uh, <laughs> even though knowing it's not, it's not my main, not my priority. Um, sure. the, lads, the lads are doing that well. You know, we've yeah. got three, I've seen today, we're, three of the team are on above 10. Rarely, I've not been in a team that's done that before. Got back to his, you know, joining in the celebrations. I'll have to see that because that shows me as a team player, as an unselfish player, as a player who's delighted yep. to be part of the group, delighted for someone who's going to get the acclaim. And um, I think the more players you can have like that within your group, within your dressing room, can only be good. So, uh, so yeah, might not be scoring. It's not in the team to score. The role he's fulfilling, it's doing really, really well. And he's a vital cog as we uh, as we try to move forward, you know. Definitely. Sure that. Um, and Dom, you might have seen we put out a um, a couple of <coughs> posts to see if fans had anything that they might want to ask you. We had some from fans, and we also had some from a couple of uh, teammates as well. There's no surprise um, there. One man who just popped his head round, Mr. Jordan Hugel, um, said, "You scored one goal in your career. Why didn't you pass the ball?" Well, to be honest, when I was running through on goal, the only thing I could see, I mean, we're 5-1 up, the only thought, thing I could see off was the goal. So it didn't matter who was in front of me, I was going to try and do, I was going to try and do whatever it took to score there. And he's, he's greedy anyway, he's had enough goals. They've had enough goals between 30, what was it, 33 between the three of them. Yeah. Share a bit of the goals out, share a bit of the goals out. I've said yeah. to them, I'm going to score this season, so when I do, it'll be... It'd be unbelievable. That's fair enough. Um, and another, um, Jamie Sendles White, who I know is a, a good friend of yours and um, a former QPR player as well. Um, I'm assuming this is a recent game of golf for yours. Yes. On a par three, how can you be three off the tee, drive out of bounds, lose a ball, <laughs> miss the green, six putt, and still put yourself down for a par? And when you, well, when you're the scorekeeper, you can do what you want. <laughs> um, no, he's, uh, he's actually a bit of a bandit because he pretended that he uh, was off 24, which is what I'm currently playing off. And he was, on some, he was on some ridiculous points after the front nine, so he won't be doing that again. In fact, I probably won't be playing with him. <laughs> um, another teammate of yours, um, Mark Pugh, is quite well known for his 
sort of food, foodie stuff and what he yep. brings in for, for you boys. Um, Louis Moore asks, what's the best dish that Mark Pugh has made for you and the lads? Oh, it's actually quite a tough one because he's brought a few. I'm on, the, I'm on the cards table with him on the coach, so he brings a few snacks for us as well. But I think it'd probably be his banana, I don't know if it's a banana loaf or banana bread. He brought that in. But the chef cooked one the other day as well, and uh, so I think they're competing at the moment. <laughs> Um, and just one from Daniel, which is similar to a question that since asked, was what has Mark Warburton done on and off the pitch to improve you as a player, would you say? I think, like I've already, I've already talked about, it's just the, it is just the little things, the little details, pulling you aside to say, you know, prepare you for the game and just talk about your individual performance. Of course, he, I think one of the things about the manager, he loves the team, you know, building that team spirit. And it is all about the team. But within that, you need the individuals to, to still develop and improve. And, I think he's very good at that speaking, especially speaking to me, pulling me in. I think, you know, Eusti um, and Neil and Sam even providing me with, you know, stats of my performances. It works well for me to improve. Um, I think, you know, just overall the sessions, you know, they're, they're really enjoyable sessions. And when you're coming into training and you're, and you're happy, there's nothing better. And up next. Um, a small matter of Brentford and a, a local derby. Yes. After the last couple of results, how much are you looking forward to this one? I think we're going into this in you know in very good nick uh, after the last few results and even and I'd say very importantly as well the performances. We're I think we're as prepared as we can be and I think after you know them beating us before there's that there's that sort of you know that anger going into the game which is a good thing you know there'll be a lot of passion it'll be a great game it's a, obviously a local derby and. <laughs> I think we want to give, show that to the fans, you know, how much we care and just go and batter them really, you know, go and really get on top of them, um, play our game and get a result. And obviously they're going, you know, great guns since they, they played us earlier in the season, third in the table, but is it, as you say that, is it a case more of not being sort of fearing them, but showing what we can do? On the no, it's, it's, it's a bit of both, you know, we've said about, you have to respect them, they're obviously good, they are a good team, you know, we've seen that and, and since then, you know, they're third, fourth in the table, they're obviously a good team. So we need to be better. That's basically what we mean. You know, we respect them because they are good, but we do what we do best. You know, we play our football with that high intensity. You know, we don't let them do theirs. Then hopefully we should come out of the, the result we want. Good luck, Dom. We'll be uh, right behind you and uh, keep up the good performances. Nice one. Thank you. Cheers, Dom. Catch you later. Well, since turning our attentions to this weekend just a small matter of a, a trip down the road to Brentford fair to say there's um, a, a little bit riding on this one for points and for pride yeah both are really really important um, no uh, we go now on the back of two wonderful performances and results Brentford I think are a really really good side uh, doesn't surprise me how well they're doing I think they've been excellent over recent seasons you know, the way they play, their recruitment policy. Um, so, yeah, looking at their record this season, what are they third in the league? I think they've only conceded eight goals at home all season. I've got three guys who will score goals. You know, Ollie Watkins is right up there and what's he got, 17 league goals. Um, and Bumo's another one, scoring goals. Ben Rama, so there's the, there's the sort of the three strikers if you like, De Silva in the middle of the park alike, um, so yeah it's going to be a really really tough game you know but you're right, points to play for, 
pride at stake in a three-mile separate the teams. Um, we haven't got the greatest record against them in recent seasons, but it's time to put that uh, time to put that right. You know, Mark going back. There's little things yep. put into the yeah, mix. You know, um, I've already said how well Brentford have done over recent seasons. Well, Mark was part of that. You know, when he took over from yep. UA Rosler and built on the 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 work of UA, and since then they're built on the work of Mark. So so credit to everyone. But you know, can't wait. I think it's got the makings. I mean, a cracking game. Um, but it's time we went there and put on a performance and got a result. As you say, recent history doesn't doesn't bode well. But having you know, having gone through the the Christmas period, and I guess you know, this isn't a game that you you would want to be going into on a on a bad run of form. So, how much confidence will those wins against Cardiff and Swansea give the players at least to have that going into this one? A hundred percent. We'll be going there brimming with confidence, uh, full of confidence individually collectively as a group coaching staff fans you know it'll be a different um, I'll put it this way it'll be a different mood going into the game on Saturday than what there probably would have yeah. been three four weeks ago yeah. um, we've got a we've got to capitalize on that we've got to build on that first of all we've got to make sure we we you know the, the crowd will be boisterous um, we've got to make sure we go in not give anything away early doors and give ourselves a mountain and even pick them up further you know, let's dampen the atmosphere a little bit and try and impose ourselves. It'll be a really good football in the game because Brentford like playing a certain way. Mark likes to dominate the ball and play an attacking brand of football. So it's got the makings of being a, a cracking game, but one I'm looking forward to and hopefully we can come out on top. And given what happened earlier in the season, yeah, there was a lot of build up to that one. And as we know, unfortunately, Brentford came out on top on that occasion. Will that, do you think, be fresh in, in the minds of, of Mark and the players? I think uh, the players will be aware. I think they'll be uh, mindful. I'm sure they'll have been reminded. You know, um, Mark's got a little bit of a, a, a. How can I put this? Mark's got a little bit of a, an inside track because he's been on the on the other team. He will know the importance that QPR Brentford. A game hangs on what the fans want and what the fans need and what they desire. So Mark will remind them, shouldn't need any reminder, but Mark, will, I'm sure, will remind them that, you know, this is a derby. There's a lot at stake here. You know, you've already said points and pride equally is important. Um, so, yeah, we, we won't go there lacking any motivation. It's just if we can perform on the day and uh, given the last two performances, we we'll go there full of confidence. And the fact that this one will be the, the last one at, at Griffin Park with, with Brentford moving into their new stadium next season, just perhaps you know a perfect chance to spoil their party somewhat. Yeah, it's just something else that goes into the pot. You know, there's all little quirks. Um, I think it's important, you know, I've played in derby games and big games and I've played against your local rivals. Um, I think it's important to understand that, but it's important not to get too carried away. Don't, don't, don't play the occasion. Don't play anything that it could be the last game in Griffin Park and let's see if we can win. Just go and play the game. Go, go and play the opponent. Go and try and win your own personal battle that Mark's put you in the team for. That would be my advice to the players. And if we play to our capabilities, we'll get something there. We're going to have to be at our best because Brentford are a good side, good individuals, good unit, good way of playing. But, you know, uh, we're a good side. We've shown that. Not just in the last two games, we've showed it in earlier parts of the season. Um, probably haven't had the rub of the green that our performances 
warranted. But you know, that's I'm sure every club in the country is saying exactly the same. So uh, let's get there Saturday, early kickoff, great atmosphere. Let's get on the front foot, let's impose ourselves. Let's get the blue and white section of the crowd cheering and uh, let's see what it brings. Brilliant. Well, on that note, thanks, since for joining us. Thanks to the, the two Doms as well. And thanks to everyone for joining us this week on The Loftcast. Thank you.